Today's daf is Kuf Yud Aleph. We're about halfway down. Um, about 22 lines down. Elaki Kamibayalan. On Kuf Yud. On Kuf Yud Bays. Elaki Kamibayalan. First word on the uh, line is Lahu. Elaki Kamibayalan. You have it? Yep. All right. So we, we left off with a Shiloh. We were dealing with uh, the din of a uh, person who's a, a gozel, someone who steals from a ger and swears falsely, and now he admits he has an obligation to return uh, the keren, the chomesh, plus bring a carbon. We talked about gezla ger, but the ger died. And so he can't give it back to the ger or anyone of his yarshim. So the Torah instructs that it be given to the Kohanim. It's Mashman says it's given to Hashem, who distributes it to the Kohanim. So the Gemara wanted to know the mechanics of the Kohanim receiving it. Are they getting it as a gift? Or are they getting it, they are the stand-in for the Ger, which means it's a Yerusha. They are, they are like the, the inheritors of the Ger. The Kaddish Baruch is structured as he's got no living relatives. You become. What difference does it make if they're getting it as a gift or they're getting it as a Yerusha? So we went through a couple of possibilities and now the Gemara is going to conclude that this is perhaps the difference. Let's take a look. That when we raise the Shiloh, what is the uh, mechanics of the Kohanim receiving it? Uh, what is the Shiloh that makes I'll tell you like this. Behemos what happened was is that there were 10 uh, animals that were born in that season from the ger. The ger himself did not have the time to take Meiser Behema. And all 10 of those animals now is what was stolen by the Ganev. And now that's the principle of what has to be returned. So now he has to return to the Kohanim these 10 animals. Now... What's the point? The point is like this. Let me speak it outside and we'll see it inside. When it comes to the laws of Yerusha, if you inherit your father's livestock and he has not yet taken Meiser Behema, you are required to take Meiser Behema on the livestock because it's an inheritance, you still have the obligation of Meiser Behema. But if it's a gift or a purchase, then even if the person who sold it to you did not take Meiser Behema, the recipient of the gift or the purchase of does not have to take Meiser Behema. Now it comes big enough Kamina. Because if this principle, it was a gift, then they don't have to worry about Meiser Behema. But if it's a Yerusha, then they would have to worry about it. That's the one thing. So then, and then they would have an obligation uh, to separate themselves. They would have to separate the Meiser Behema amongst, however, between the 10 animals, however they divide it up. Olo, that's the Shah. Do they have to do it alone? Now, Yarsh and Havu, if we consider them to be Yarshim inheritors, Amdam Armar, Konabit Vises Abayis, that if assets have been acquired through Tvisa Abayis, means it was captured by the by the estate, meaning it was an it's a Yerusha, then Chayovin, then you're obligated to separate, to take Trumas, to take Meiser Behemo. Ay, Dilma, Mekabim, or do we look at their recipients as a gift? 
person whether he purchased or was gifted to him as a gift, but to me, my husband would not have to do it. So my, so what is it? How do we view it? We view it as a gift, or do we view it as a Yerusha? So Mora now is going to go into a long brisa that, incl- uh, that includes a lot of information, uh, valuable information, but one of the points there is a specific, keep in mind, my Behemo, I mean, not my but Gezla Ger, and from Gezla Ger is included in this list, we will be able to kosher our Shiloh, whether the, recept- the, recept- the, re- the Kohanim receiving this or receiving it as a Yerusha or as a gift. Now, what does it say over here? Toshma, Esrin ba'arba matnas kuhuna ninu, nitnu la'aron levonov, that HaKosh Baruch gifted 24, the 24 gifts in the Torah that were given to Aaron and his sons. V'chulan nitnu, and that all of them were given with the strength of a cloud pratachlau. Rashi Solo shows how we derive through one of the Yudgevel Midos, which is known as the cloud pratachlau, we derive these 24 gifts. And what that means, Rashi explains, is that since a fundamental part of Torah is the principle of Klal Pratuchlal. So therefore, meaning it's, it, this, is a, a, this is a fundamental, these 24 gifts are a fundamental uh, concept that is in the Torah. Ubris milach, and they're also given with a covenant of salt. Now, what does that mean? So Rashi means that all 24 have a din like a carbon, because every carbon had to be brought with a covenant of salt. Others learn that it means that just as salt is a preservative, it ensures that it remains. So therefore, these 24 gifts are forever. It's given with a covenant of salt. It's like given with a preservative. Okay, but either way, it means, it means that it's a, it, this is, these 24 gifts should not be viewed as, oh, you know what, that's just a, a stringency or that's like a nice thing we're doing. No, no. It's, a, it's like a cloud, but it's an essential part of Torah. And also, it has, according to Rashi, it has a din like a carbon. Covenant of salt. We call him a kaima, and therefore anybody who upholds them, fulfills them, it's as if he has uh, fulfilled a klaal one of the Yudgim Midshat Torah Gresh's land, and Brismila, and as if he has now preserved the covenant of salt. And call him anyone who violates them, it's as if you violated a klaal or Brismila, and you violated the covenant of salt. Now, how do we get to the 24? So, Eser Mikdash. Ten of them are gifts within the Beis HaMikdash. We're going to see the Kacha Kadashim, and they have to be consumed within the walls of the Azorah by the Kohanim specifically. It doesn't go, they can't give it to anybody else. The Kohanim themselves, ten of these gifts were unique to the Azorah. With me? It's the Kacha Kadashim. Dalet Birushalayim, four of them could be consumed outside of the Beis HaMikdash. means it could be in Yerushalayim itself. The Eser Begvulin, and then another four, it could be even outside Yerushalayim. Means, usually means anywhere in Eretz Yisrael. Ten, right? ten. So ten, four, and ten, okay, twenty-four. Did I say four, ten? So ten, four, and ten is twenty-four. Now let's go through what they are. So the Eser Begvulin are Chatas, the portions from a carbon Chatas that are brought, that are given to the Kohanim. It's has to be eaten in the Azara, that's number one. Alright, so Echatas Sa'of has its own halachas, but also the portion that's given to the Kohen in the Azorah, that's number two. Alright, Asham, the Korban Asham is a, a Kacha Kadashim, the portions that are given from the Asham is number three. 
Asham, which is the, there's two types of Asham. There's Asham Vadai, Asham Tale. They come for different things, right? Asham Vadai is for certain Averis. Asham Tale usually offer carbon Chatas, where a person doesn't know, did he do it or not? Fine. Okay, we're up to what? Four. Right. That was four. That was four. Zivchei Shalmei Tzibur. is very interesting. Usually a Shalomim is a carbon Kachim Kalim, can be eaten your Shalim. But there is something, which is an obligatory communal Shalomim that is brought on Shavuos. And that is a that is a kacha kadashim that has to be consumed by the Khan and in the Azara gives you number five. The log shemenshal metzora, the oil that accompanies the purification process of the metzora, alright, that oil, umosara is number six. Umosara Omer, left after you do the Kamitsa for bringing the Omer on the second night of Pesach, is given to the Kohanim, it's number seven. Shtea Alechem, the two loaves that are brought on Shavuos that are given to the Kohanim is number eight. Lechem upon him, the 12 loaves that are brought on every week. So after you take the portions that are offered, the remaining portions are given to the Kohanim, that's number nine. The Ayel Nazir and the... Oh, did I skip a line? Shiorah Menachos. And the leftover flour from after Karben Mincha has been brought, also Kacha Kadashim, and that is brought in, the, as eaten in the Azara by the Kohanim, gives you your 10 gifts out of the 24. Arba Yerushalayim, what are those? The Bechorah, that a Bechorah that is brought, an unblemished firstborn that is brought, that is the portions of which are given to the Kohanim, can be eaten anywhere in Yerushalayim. It's got a din of Kachim Kalim. All right, Bikurim that are brought on a yearly basis, the first fruits also are given to the Kohanim to be consumed in Yerushalayim. Hamura minatod of el nazir. These two go together. Rashi explains that that which is separated from a carbon toda, which is a certain portions, the foreleg, the certain parts, and the loaves that go along with it, as well as a similar thing is done with the el nazir. They're both types of shlomim, so therefore they put together. Okay, uh, the ram of the nazir. That's number three. For Oras Kachim, now this is an interesting one. The skins of the Kachim. Now this is specifically the skins of Kachim Kadashim, meaning skins of Kachim Kalim the owner takes. But the skins of Kachim Kadashim are given to the Kohanim. Now, the Rashi explains over here, this is really an anomaly because the skins that are given to the Kohanim don't have to be used only in Yerushalayim. They could be used... Anywhere. Can they sell them too? They, they, they own them. They can sell them. They, they own them. Right. L'chora, l'chora. The point is that, that the Yomara wants to just make a distinction here between the skins of the Kadashim and the skins of Kachim Kadashim and regular skins of Kachim Kalim. Because regular skins of Kachim Kalim, the, right? the owner gets. So therefore, so the, these aren't, the, the, we're, ca- we're categorizing them as one of the four that L'chorah are consumed outside of the Azorah, but in Yerushalayim. But the reason it is, because it is given in the Beis Amikdash. It is given there, but, it, but, it's, it can be, but, it, but it's put together with the four to make a distinction between regular korbanos, because regular korbanos are not given as matnas kuhuno to the Kohanim, the owners get them. So therefore, that's why it makes the distinction over here specifically that it, 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 it's putting it, that, so it's like it's an anomaly. It's given in the Azara, but it can be used anywhere else. So we're grouping it in the middle group. That's how we're grouping. It's one of the four. 
Right, and what's the last ten? So asara and these are things that uh, are gifts that are given to the Kohanim even outside of Yerushalayim. So let's go through them. You have truma, that's the two percent of the of the crop that's given to the Kohen. Truma gedola. Truma's meiser is after the ten percent is given to the Levi. The Levi can't consume it. The truma is ten percent, not two percent. No, not, the truma is two percent. Two percent. The truma that's given to the Kohen is the first truma is two percent is given. Of that, the 9.8 is given to the Levi. 9.8% of, if you have 100 uh, bushels, so 2%, really truma could be any amount. It's the smallest amount you yodzi truma. The Chachamim said it should be 1 50th. 1 50th is 2%, right? So therefore, the truma is, we'll say, call it 2%. Truma's miser is after the 10% is given to the Levi. The Levi can't consume it and he, until he gives of his, te- of his, what he got 10%, another te- one, uh, 10% of that, which is 1 100th, really, of the total amount, he has to give to the common that's called Truma's Meister. Chalav, you have five pounds of flour made into a dough, so therefore that has to be given to the Kohen, that's number three. Rejus Agez, a certain amount of fleece that is shorn from on a, on a seasonal basis, from the, 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 the sheep, has to be given to the, um, to, to the Kohen. So you have Truma, Truma's Meister, Chalav, Rejus Agez. So we're up to number five. Matanos, Matanas are talking about even a chulin animal that in, in, that in, in, in Eretz Yisrael, when you shech the chulin animal, you have to give the zra l'chayayim v'keva. You have to give the foreleg, you have to give the cheek, and you have to give the stomach, the maw. M-A-W has to be given to the kohanim. And a chulin animal, that's the matanas, okay? That's number five. Number six, pidyan aben, the money that is given when you redeem your firstborn child. If the firstborn donkey has to be switched for a sheep, that also that's given to a Kohen. When, 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 when that was not redeemed and it was, uh, and, and it was sold by the uh, treasurer, so the land at that point goes back to the Kohanim, like we learned yesterday, that is one of the gifts to the Kohanim. Stech haramim, there's a certain type of gift to the base amigdash called a stech cherem. So when you use a lotion of cherem, something called a charme kohen, it goes directly to the kohanim. It's given directly called a stech cherem. There's a certain type of learn, sechaz erechim, we'll get to it, please God. That is the stech haramim. All right. And gazel hager. So the last of his whole list is when a person steals from a ger and there's no, no relatives and, and he dies, you have to, God's broker gifts it to the Kohanim. But what do you see? This is in the lift list of what? Things that are considered. Uh, uh, the Kohanim. But what is it considered? Uh, Remember, our original child, a gift. These are things that are considered gifts. You see, it's not a Yerusha, but it's considered to be a gift. So therefore, you see, nevertheless, it's called a gift. You see that they're considered recipients of gifts, and it's not considered to be a Rusha, and therefore they would not have to take my Behema if they got untied animals fall to them. Okay, let's go back to it. So we said as follows. We said that there is a specific order in how the uh, atonement by the person who swore falsely and then admits has to be done where there's no relatives and it's given to the Kohanim. We said what has to be given first is you first uh, you give the money, the principal has to be returned first, and then the animal. Right? That's, that's the. We said it was the other way, it doesn't work. So if, if, if it's the other way and the carbon was bought before the money was given, then you have to bring another carbon, it doesn't work. All right. We also said is that preferably you give to the mishmar. 
You shouldn't wait to a different Mishmar. You should give to the Mishmar that is uh, functioning at that particular time. All right? So now, what, 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 right, that, that was the thing. Now, we actually are jumping the gun because we're dealing with an, an earlier uh, ruling in the, in the Mishnah. The Mishnah also stated that what happens is if the money was given first, right, the money was given, but before the carbon was able to be brought, the thief died. So really atonement was not achieved because you don't bring a carbon after the person dies because there's no atonement to Misa. So therefore, such a case, we said you have to let it graze until it gets a blemish and redeem it. But the inheritors of the thief do not have a right to come and say, well, since the money did not really help anything because the, the carbon hadn't been brought, then what? Um, the carbon... Are you asking about the carbon then? No, the money. What did we say? That the money cannot be asked for... You cannot ask the money to be returned. Even though the carbon hadn't been brought, so the money really was given... And, so, and, so therefore... No, but wait, 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 you can't get it back. So Abaya says, you see from here that the money must at least give a partial atonement as well. Because if the money did uh, nothing, then you, should give it back. then you should have to give it back to who? I guess to the, what was that, the thief? I'm the thief sure. died. The thief so died. Was, We're talking uh, so about the, when the, the thief died before, the thief. But to the arshim of the thief, thief. to the yeah. arshim of the thief, yes. So you want to say like this. So Amar Abayah, you see from here that the money itself has to have a half or a portion of kapara because if it didn't have a portion of kapara, to Eloi Mechaper, if it didn't do anything, so then I would have said, it should go back to the inheritors because the Chorah was given for no purpose. It was given no purpose. The owner didn't intend to give it for no purpose. It was like a, almost like a mechachtos. It's like a gift by mistake. You hear the you hear the point. So my time, because I died the He didn't give an intent that the carbon shouldn't be brought. So therefore, the only argument to that is, well, no, you can't get it back. Why? It says a buy. It must be because they had an impact. What was the impact? They at least offered a partial kapora. The Gemara is going to question the, that concept. Meaning, what the Gemara is going to suggest, who says? Maybe it just comes out that certain things, there's no backsies. <laughs> Why? Not because in terms of that it had an intent, the, the intent was fulfilled, it wasn't fulfilled. The Torah says, do what you did it, you can't get it back. Doesn't mean that because you did it, you can't get it back, therefore it must have had an effect. No, we love Dafka. He says, Elamayato, I'm going to show you as follows. He says, like this, let's say we know that the halacha is a carbon chatas, right? If a person designated a carbon chatas, and before he's able to bring it, he dies. What's the halacha? The animal has to be left to die. I mean, it's, it's, it's tied up, it's, it's locked up in a room, and it's left to die. Okay, not a, a very PC uh, way of dealing with it, but that's how you have to do. You have to lock it up. It can't, can't be brought because there's no kapara for the chatas. can't even go in the field. And it doesn't even go in a field, right? It doesn't even go in a field to get a blemish and the it, right? Now, why don't you say, like this, according to Abaya's logic, why don't you say, why don't the inheritors of the guy who died come and say, listen, our father only designated this with the intent that what? There'll be a kapara. The fact that he died before and wasn't able to get a kapara, then obviously it should be like a mistaken designation and therefore give back the animal to us. We don't say that. 
We declare because otherwise there'd be never a case where you lock it up and let it die. So what do you see? That the logic of that it must have done something because otherwise it doesn't work because it doesn't work by the case of chatas. Right? So when it says, Elamehata, chatas shemesu baaleho. Right? Chatas, where the owner dies. Typically, your chulin should go back to being chulin that the Yorishim should be able to claim it back. Dab died to the Hachilo because clearly the person did not intend to designate it with the no. If he would have known, if he would have had the foresight that he would die before it was brought, he wouldn't have wanted to have designated it. And yet you see that that's not the case. So Amri Bnei Shiva said, You can't bring me a rye from that because we know that it's Halacha Moshe Misinai. It means it could be like this. Mechanically, technically, you're right. It should not be a real designation. But there is a Halacha Moshe Misinai that once you designate a Chatas and you die, you have to let it die. So therefore, you can't ask a Kasha from that because that's a Halacha Moshe Misinai. But under normal circumstances, says Abaya, i.e., in the case of a Gezelager, where he designated his ush, uh, he, um, we gave the money, I'm sorry, we gave the money and then he dies, maybe the Yorishim should be allowed to get it back if, if it did not do anything. Therefore, says Abai, must be, it does something. Because if it didn't do anything, it should be able to get it back. That's the point. So why is it like this? So Amri ibn Yeshiva said, you can't bring me a raya, because Chatash Meisah Ba'aleo, Hilchas Gemila, Hilchas Gemila is a way of saying it's Allah HaMosh Misinai to Lamisa, that goes to Lamisa Aslo. Moshe says, fine, then don't bring the raya from the Chatas, let's bring a raya from an Asham. We know what the Allah is, that let's say the Asham also can't be brought posthumously. So let's say the guy designated the Asham, what did we say the Allah was? You have to, there, there you don't have to lock it up and let it die, but you put it in the field, wait for it to get the blemish, and redeem it. Why do you have to do that? If it wasn't fulfilling the intent, just give it back to the Yarshim. The fact that we don't shows you that we don't say such a, that it must have accomplished something. No, even without accomplishing something, you don't get it back. All right? So that means it's a question of buyer, really. We're, we're questioning a buyer. So why is it like this? Because with this intent, he did not have in mind to designate it, and still you see that it becomes Kadosh, and you have to wait for it to get a blemish. When it says like this, is Asham also is part of the Allah Mosh Misina? The Allah Mosh Misina is that if it's a Chatas, it should be left to die. And if it's an Asham, you put it out for pasture. But that's also part of that same Allah Mosh Misina. So that's a unique stand, one off. It's not the norm. The norm is it should go Lechulin, like Abayah says, unless it accomplished something. So therefore, Abayah is still withheld. Abayah's position is still, still supported. It's part of that halacha meshvisina, the culture of chatas, that whenever there's a chatas that it's mesa, but asham ro'eh, it has to be grazed to get a, a blemish. Ela me'ata, says the more. I'm going to ask him a different scenario. We know the halacha is that if a person marries a woman, does not have children, dies without children, then she falls to the brother. Okay. What happens if the brother ends up having to be afflicted that, po- that after the marriage, all of a sudden he came down with saras, he came down with boils. He came down with, with terrible skin disease, okay? So why can the woman not say, you know what? <laughs> if I would have known that I'm going to stuck, get stuck in a position that I'm going to have to have yibum done to me by this fellow, then what? Then what? I wouldn't have gotten married. That I would not have gotten married. I, and we don't say that. We say over there is no, that she is still subject to the laws of Yibum. Like we encourage for Chalitza. But the laws, why don't we say is that the woman can say, I never knew. Obviously, we don't give you that right. Once you go ahead and you pull the plug, 
That's bound, binding. So the Gemara is asking, this is a kasha and abaya. We don't see that it has to have accomplished anything. No, women is the benaseya. It's not something I but we don't allow them to say that. The same way, we don't allow by the carbon, by the money that was given. Well, if I, he would have known that it wouldn't have accomplished anything, he wouldn't have given. It doesn't work that way. That's, that's the point the Gemara is asking. So Gemara says like this. So Gemara says, Elamata yevama shenaflo lifnei mokashchin. She fell to somebody that is, uh, has been uh, afflicted with, with all kinds of boils. And this is not somebody that she wants to have any type of physical relationship with. All right? So therefore, take what below chalitza. Why do you even need chalitza? The, 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 the halacha is we encourage the man to give chalitza. We don't force her to have yibum. But why should you even need chalitza? Why should she not be able to say... I, I, I would have known that this is who I'm going to fall to. I would not have accepted the marriage, right? right? So when says, that she wasn't mekadesh herself, knowing that she's going to be subject now to a yibum situation, and even if there's an out of chalitza. Wait, she never married the first guy. Yes, because the brother has got saras, and then she was going to. Or you got boils. Let's say not saras, but yeah, but some kind of yes. Yeah, but I, why should she's a huge the humiliation of being subjected now that I am needing even chalitza from this guy is in tremendous embarrassment. So maybe why don't we say that? So you see, we don't say that. So what do you see? Whether you're compl- you don't have a right because you must have accomplished something. You don't say that, right? You don't go hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't say that what you would have said that what it is is is, and you can't go back on it. All right. So therefore, awesome. Uh, uh, someone says that's not, uh, it's not a raya because again we've had this many times in Shas is that we know that women just to be married are willing to settle alright so the women are willing to settle Anansari Anansari literally means we are witnesses but means that there is this presumption it's like a chazaka that we, are, we know that we, uh, we make the presumption the assumption that what that a woman even if there is a negative outcome at the end that she might get stuck with this guy, she still would pull the plug. She would still not pull the plug. She will go through with the act of Kedushin just for the fact that she could be considered married even if there might be a negative consequence at the end. So you cannot bring this as a, 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 a proof against a buyer. All right. Someone says, "Anansari the meinach nicholo becholdehu." That as a woman is 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 willing to settle, she is even if it means that it might come out having a a, a brother a, a yibum situation where he's a mukashchin, she still would go ahead with it. Like Reish Lakish said, "The Am Reish Lakish tav the of tandu the of armalu." That a woman's mindset is that she as would prefer to stay be married than to be with two bodies than to be with one body to be alone. Okay, therefore the point over here is that a buyer, therefore, is, is really, there is no uh, question on a buyer. Buyer, therefore, is point, it seems to be a valid point, is that why would they not have to give back the money? Must be that the money accomplished something. It did, it did do something. What did it do? It offered some partial kapora, and that's why they don't have to give it back. Okay? Let's go back to it. No sin is a kesev lo yoyorev. So we had a situation like this. So the Mishnah said as follows. The Mishnah said that if the uh, money, there was the, the, the 24 Mishmaros, yoyorev was the first one, and uh, Yedaya was the second one. Okay, yoyorev is Mishmar number one, 
seven days, oh. and then you die as Mishmar number two. the name of the family. Right. So we said like this. We said that if, so, so we said that the, the best case scenario is money is given to the Mishmar that's at hand. So you gave the money to Yo Yoriv, and you gave the animal to Yo Yoriv. Such a case, Yo Yoriv's done everything they should. They took the money first. They, according to Abai, even that's a partial kapora. And then they bring the carbon, that's the complete kapora, gavaldic. Right. Great. That's great. Now, even if Yoriv took the money and they didn't get the carbon under, uh, uh, they, wouldn't, they didn't give the carbon until seven days had passed and they had to give Yadaya, it's still okay. Yoriv was right to take the money first. The fact that they didn't get the carbon, that whatever the mix up was, but your diet can then go ahead and bring the carbon because the carbon is being brought after the money has been given. That's fine. All right. The case we had, however, the problem we had was is if the money was given to your, to your, your I'm sorry, the carbon was first given to your Yorav. So your Yorav did something wrong because your Yorav should not have taken animal first. They should have first taken the money. They took the animal first. Now that is correctable. When you say take, when you say take the animal, they didn't chef. Well, that, that's going to we're going to see. That's going to be offering. We're going to see at what point it's being offered. But meaning, right. like, let's say they took the animal first, which they should not have done. They should have first took, taken the money. Now it's still correctable if it's within the seven days. You can still ask them to give you the money and then only chef the animal. After, after the money, so that is correctable. But you should take the money first. even before you take the oh, animal. Fine. Okay. Now it can still be corrected as long as the shechita comes after the money. Uh, yeah. After uh, the shechita comes uh, after the money was taken, that would be okay. All right. Now the case we have, the case we had in the Mishnah, we'll have to see exactly the circumstances, but the case was that you gave the money to Yoyoriv, the first group, and then you gave the animal to Yodaya. Alright? So now the question is like this, is that Yoyoriv made it messed up. Why did Yoyoriv mess up? Because they should not first have taken the animal. Now, Yadaya has, has the animal, right? So now, the question is, what do you do in this, in this circumstance? So now, technically, since the animal is still alive, and the money was given to Yoyariv, right? So, technically, it should seem to be okay. Well, as long as you shecht the animal, still shechting the animal, I'm sorry, it's the other way around. Your Yarev, now your Yarev, I'm sorry, your Yarev has the animal. The money's been given to Yadayim. So that's money. So what the Mishnah said is that we force your Yarev to give the animal to Yadayim. Since they messed up and they should not have taken that animal, we make them turn over the animal to the next family. And the next family then will do the shechit. And now it comes out okay because now they're shechting the animal after the money was received. That was, that's what we said in the Mishnah. We're going to see the machlokas now. And we have to understand under what circumstances the machlokas is taking place. So let's see. You with me? Yep. All right. Tanu Rabbonon. We learned in a bride. So this seems to be the case of our Mishnah. We'll see if it is or not. So he gave the carbon to Yoyoriv, which is a mistake. The Kesem, he gave the money to Yadayim. 
So Yachzer Kesev Etzel Asham. Did Rabbi Yehuda? So Rabbi Yehuda seems to say something which is not like our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says is that we force Yodaya to give that money. Second group needs to give that money back to first group. All right. So the first group then will do the shechita and also keeps the money. That's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Kachamim Omrim Yachzer Asham Etzel Kesev. No, we don't force the second group to give the money to the first group, we force the first group to give the carbon to the second group. All right? Now, which, by the way, is what our Mishnah recommended. Now, the one I want to know, what exactly is the scenario of the case? So, hey, what is going on over here? Because the, the position we don't understand is Yehuda's position, right? If the case was that during Yoyarev's seven days of, uh, when he was under, when he was the, when it was his group, when it was their group, the Yoyarev group, that's when they got the animal, which by the way, already is a mistake. Why is that a mistake? Right. The, uh, right. Mishparta de Yoyarev. That was during his Mishmar. The Kesev le Yodaya. And the money was given to Yodaya. The Mishmarta de Yodaya. During the Mishmar of Yodaya, he took the money. All right? So now, the, the, the most we could say is, the what makes no sense over here, because who is Rabbi Yehuda penalizing? He's penalizing the second. <coughs> He's making the second group turn over the money. money to the first right. So, and not only that, the first group's not even working anymore. Well, we'll have to see. Let's get, we'll get to that. Maybe you have to make 22 months, you have to make 24 weeks until you... But the point is like this. I mean, I the point is, the one who says it really makes no sense. If you want to say someone did something wrong, then you hold like the Chachamim. The first group did something wrong. The first group should have to turn the animal over to the second group. That's the penalty. If you want to tell me I'm not going to penalize the person who did anything wrong, then you should say, well, the first group... God, they, 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 they took hold of the animal, they hold on to the animal. Second group holds on to the money, and okay? Wait and maybe wait 24 weeks and then they go in and shecht it and nothing changes. Nothing changes hands. But to say that the second group should have to give money, what's the logic that you should penalize the second group? The second group has done nothing wrong. Yeah, you hear the question. So, each one, at the best, has, has, been, has, 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 has merited to what they're holding on to, and you should leave it status quo. If you want to invoke a penalty, then hold like the Chachamim. But you can't invoke a penalty, make the second group as to pay the first group. The second group did nothing wrong. So, Amar Rav, Rav says that this is not the same case as our Mishnah. All right? Like this. Achamah Askinon, all right, is like this. There's no question. The case of the Mishnah, where each one took it in their week, right? Each one took it in their week. So then it could be Rabbi Yehuda would agree with the Chachamim. The first group did something wrong. The second group did nothing wrong. So what would Rabbi Yehuda agree with the Chachamim? First group should turn the animal over the second group. I'm not going to wait 20 to 24 weeks. That's what we'll do. Right. That could be. What happened over here is, let me speak it outside. What happened was that during the first week, during the first week, the person gave the animal to the Mishmar of Yoyoriv and he gave the money to Yodaya during the first week. The Yodaya wasn't working yet. Yeah, they, they were not yet. They were not yet. So now, 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 both groups have done something wrong. The question is who did something worse? Both groups have really done something wrong. First group did something wrong, why? They took the Corbin, they didn't have the money. Second group took the money. Even though. It was not even their week. Correct. 
Right. That's the case going on here. Okay. So now we understand. So now Yehuda holds. So therefore, in such a case, all right, I consider that a greater violation than the first one. So give the money to the first group. Yeah. All right. So Moses is like this. How come my skin? We're dealing with over here. Is the yoyv asham liyor yoriv that you gave the animal to your yoriv mishmar to your yoriv during your yoriv's mishmar? The kesef liyadayo and you gave the money to yadayo. It was still the mishmar to the yoriv. It was still your yoriv's mishmar. So comes along Rabbi Yehuda and Savar came and the lab mishmeres to yadayo. He since the money was collected by yadayo, but it wasn't yet their week. It was right. So therefore, then the greater penalty is given to Yadah. You have to give it penalty Asham. Therefore, the money should be given to where the carbon is, and Yadah should turn over the money to Yoyarev. You, you agree with that position, right? I. What do the Rabbonin hold? The Rabbonin Sabri, Rabbonin say, Shaloi Kedin Hu Avud. Is the bnei yoyar so the lo shadin who avid bnei yoyar of the kabilu asha mikamei kesef is that at the end of the day the ones who started the whole problem over here the ones that messed up was the ones who took the animal out of order without taking the money. money and therefore the fact that they took it they lose the right to claim the money so therefore hilkach ledidu kansinen lahu the yaxir asham etzel kesef and you're gonna have to wait for the second week. And in the second week, they'll and they'll offer the carbon in the second week, having first have got the money. Right. Even though they got the money in the week before. Correct. So now that explains the Machlokas, which has nothing to do with our Mishnah, because that wasn't what was going on in our Mishnah. What was going on in our Mishnah? I don't know if it was a Mishnah before, it was a Brysa. Was it a Brysa we mentioned this before? It was Mishnah, it was Mishnah. Because in our Mishnah was that Yoyarev took it in the week of Yoyarev, and Yadaya took the money in the week of Yadaya. That was the case of our Mishnah. So there, it could be everybody agrees you penalize your Yorif and make them turn over the animal. Because it was the money was taken in the week of Yadaya, not in the week of Yoyarev, right? So we're talking about this. Tanya, we learned in a bright so We're gonna have now qualifying the position of Rabbi Yehuda. Tanya, I'm a Rebbe. So Rebbe, Rabbeinu Kadosh. I think Rabbi Yehuda was actually a Rebbe of Rabbein HaKadosh. So he said, according to the position of Rabbi Yehuda, right, that we just had now, the position of Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Let's say what happened was, is that Yoyoriv went and brought the carbon, L'chorit means before the money was given. They took the carbon and they brought and shafted it before it was given. So Yavzer Yavi Asham Acher. They should now the owners. I mean, the thief, the thief, right. the thief, the thief, right, has to go and bring another carbon. But he should bring it to the next group. Because that's where the money is at. Oh, well, we no, money was, no, no money was given yet. We don't say anything about the money. So therefore, V'yakrivu b'nei yadayo. All right? V'zoch l'halolo b'vashimah b'shebiyodon. And Yoyorif, the only thing they can hold on to, the only thing they merit, is what they have. So what do you mean? What do they have? What do you mean they should merit what they have? What do they have? They have a disqualified... Carbon. Yeah, they did the carbon. But if it's disqualified, so what are they going to hold on to? It's disqualified. You can't eat the meat. It's disqualified meat. Ah, 
Ira, that's good. Moshe says, Amri, so the Mai Chazi, what is it good for? Asham Pazu, it's disqualified Pazu. So Amarava, Oro, the skin. They don't have to turn over the skin. They can hold on to the skin that they have. That's what they benefit. So now, so basically what's saying is as follows, meaning like this, Rabbeinu HaKadosh is explaining that where Yo Yoriv did two things wrong, right? They took the carbon first, and then they jumped the gun. They didn't even get the money. They went and offered the carbon before the money was given, disqualifies the carbon. So there, there's no question. There's going to be a penalty. You do not give the carbon back to your if The new carbon is given to your diet. Now, obviously, the money is going to have to give them first, and the carbon is going to have to be given. The only thing that we do allow your Yorif to hold on to is the skin. Tanya, we learned this is a second brysa. Amar Rebbe, again, another qualification of the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. The Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Im Kayem Asham, let's say the Asham is still alive. I mean, that Yoyarev did not slaughter the Asham, all right? Right? Yavzir Asham Etzel Kesef. So then the Asham should be given to where the money is, which means the Chora, that Yoyarev should turn over the carbon to Yadaya. Right? So Gemara says that, that, what do you mean, the dear Rabbi Yehuda? That seems to contradict what Rabbi Yehuda said. Because before, what did Rabbi Yehuda say? We made Yo Yoriv give the money, Yodaya give the money to Yo Yoriv. Right? Second group gave the money. And here saying the first group should give the carbon. That was, that wasn't, that was the Chachamim said that, not, not Rabbi Yehuda. Frag the Gemara of Rabbi Yehuda. Did Rabbi Yehuda not say, Yavzer Ketzev Etzel Asham? The second group should turn the money over to Asham, to the first group. Uh, says like this, that's his position. Sigmar says like this, he says that was only talking about if this was all going on in the first week. If it was all in the first week, then we said that Yehuda penalized and made the second group give the money to the first group. What we're talking about over here, it's already in the second week. So in such a case, it's already in the second week, which means that Yadaya are the ones that are now servicing the Beisam Mikdash. So Yadaya are the ones that can bring the carbon. Therefore, in this case, we make Yoyariv turn the animal over to Yadaya. So Hachab Mayaskin, what we're dealing with over here, is going to Nafak Mishmartoi to Yoyariv. They already have left the Beisam Mikdash, right? Now, what happened was like this. Below Tavu, and they did not, they had a right. They could have They could have said, no, they could have said, give us the money. Remember, according to Yehuda, since the money was given oh, week one, so therefore they could have said, give us the money. They waited, they, they, they forgo, they forgave on that right. They were not asking for it. Below Tavu. Right? So So from here we see that that's considered to be almost like a mechila. They are uh, forgive, forgoing the right to do that. It means technically you could say, well, no, okay, let's wait 24 weeks. And they should still be allowed to get the money back because the, first group, the second group should not have collected during their week. And then they'll bring it 24 weeks later. We don't make that happen. Once you did not ask for it back in week one, you lose the right. All right, Tanya Ida, third brisa. Okay, so we have another brisa. I'm a Rebbe. Again, Rebbe said the Diver of Yehuda. Im Kayam Asham. So it says over here. So it says Im Kayam Asham Yachzir Kesef Etzel Asham. 
So here again, the, 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 it says, it seems to be what we said before, which is partial. It means that let's say the animal is still alive, so the money should go back to the animal. Now, Lechora, what are we talking about over here? We're not talking about a case where the first group messed up and took the animal first, then it's already gone into the second week, and the second week they took the money, because we said everybody agrees in that circumstance that what? Is that the second group can come to the first group and say, you messed up by taking the carbon first, it's our week, we've just taken the money, now you've got to give us the carbon. So that's not, that, that, we, that, that Rabbi Yehuda is not, is not saying over here, because he's saying the second group have to give the money to the first group, right? It says that the money goes to the carbon. So must be talking about the case where we had before, where it is the first week, First group messed up, they took the carbon. Second group messed up, they took the money before their week. And what is he saying? The money goes to the carbon. Then why do you have to say it again? That's exactly what Rabbi Yehuda held. There's no reason for Rebbe to qualify. That's exactly what he said. The money goes to the carbon. He penalizes the second group for taking the money early. It should go back to the first group to be able to bring the, take the money and bring the carbon. So what's the novelty of this ruling of the third price? Are you with me? All right. Someone says like this. So Hachi Islay, that's his position. Someone says, no, I'll tell you what happened over here. This is a fascinating case. What happened over here is group, both groups uh, have messed up, okay? The case is like this, is that uh, first group took the carbon first, all right? First group took the carbon first. Second group, let's even say they took the money during the second group in the second week, all right? Now, first group, uh, so, so no, 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 let's, just, let's say that the both happened in the first week. First week, both messed up. First group took the carbon first. Second group took the money first. It took the money during, the, it wasn't their week. Took it as week one. As week one. Now, if it's still week one, they, they the, the, the first group has a right to, to do, collect the, the money. money. If they forego, we saw before, and they let it go into the next then week. They give the carbon to right. the group two. What happened was both groups fell asleep. First group did not ask for the money during the first week. Second group did not now ask for the carbon. So now what happens? So now you would think, you know what, maybe both of them now have to turn everything over. To group number three. Right? No. That's not what happens. What happens that. is things get reset. So if things get reset. Uh, now group one can ask for the money. Group one can ask for the money and they'll wait 20, 24 the weeks. Around. They'll wait till 24 weeks in the next turn around. That's what, that's what the ruling, but, that's, uh, a, that's uh, what it's finished. But you're allowed to go, but a coin is allowed to go on his own anytime he wants and check whatever he wants. His own, his own. On his, his own. own. This is not his own. His own. This is for someone else. Yeah. So what we're dealing with over here is going to nafik mishmar from dahani to dahani that both weeks have been completed. The mishmar of your week one was finished, and the mishmar of Yadaya was week two was finished. For lo tavu, and neither one claimed the right that they had during week one. The first group had a right to ask for the money. During week two, according to Buda, the second group had the right to ask for the carbon, and neither one pulled the trigger on their right. Okay. So you might think that they both forego on their rights and therefore neither one of them have a right and then who ends up getting it? Maybe week three will take both the money and no, 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 that's not what happens. Kamash Malan comes along with Rebbe and teaches us that according to Shidra of Yehuda, 
came into Loi Tavu, the Hadadi, the Loi Tavi, the Hadrubereisha. It goes, we set back to what it was in the beginning. Going back to the beginning means that we allow the first group to ask the second group for the money, and they will bring it when they're able to bring it. When are they going to be able to bring it? 24 weeks later. Okay. All right, let's go back to it. So we said as follows, because we said that if, uh, if you gave the money before you brought the Asham, so that's fine, that's good. But if you brought the Asham before you gave the Gzela, then it's disqualified. How do we know that? How do we know that the right order of expiation of the Kapora that's needed has to be that the money is paid first and then the carbon? So when it says like this, Amar Rav, Amar Kro. The Pasuk says as follows, this is the Pasuk, says, If a person does not have any Yoresh, may love to return the, the, the principal to, so the the money that now is, is returned to Hashem, and he gives like Kohen, he gives like Kohen, Milvad, aside from the Eilaki Purim Asher Yechaper Ba'alav, aside from the carbon that he's going to get Kapora for. So the Gemara at this point assumes, because it says Milvad, you give the money aside, aside implies, that it comes later. You first give the money aside from the the carbon. So therefore you see the order is money then carbon. But the way we're in the sending rod, the word milvad is the critical point over here. You give the the, the, the asham, which is the money, milvad the eila kippurim. So Gemara says like this. Says the money, the principal which is returned, la Hashem, la Kohen, milvad aside from the eila kippurim. Asher Yechaper Bo, which he's going to get Kapora from. Says the Gemara, Mechlal, the Kesev Beresha, implies that the, 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 the money comes first. So Amar Homer Rabbon and Lerobo, so the Gemara says that one of the Talmudim asked Rabbi Gaval to get Kasha. So Ela Me'ata, so based on what you're telling me, that Milvat means that it comes later, so then by the, by the Korban Musaf, it says you have to bring the Musafim on the Mizbeach, Milvat Ola Satami, Haboker, aside from the Korban Tamid of the morning. But if you tell him Milvad means it comes later, then it seems to say that the order is Musa first, and then the carbon Tamid, which we know is wrong. Musa is Lachar. Hachinami, you're going to tell me here too. So Hachinami here also uh, uh, is Michlal, the Musaf in Beresha, the Musaf comes before the carbon Tamid. Vatani, we'll end in a brisa. Minayin, Shaloyah, Dabar, Kodom, Tamid, Shoshachar. How do we know that nothing comes before the carbon Tamid of the morning? The first carbon Tamid has to be the carbon Tamid. Tamid Lomer, it says when you do the Eitzim, you have to set up every morning you have to put a bl- the pyre or you have to put blocks of wood the arach alea ha'ola and it says and on the wood goes ha'ola the ola what's the ola with the hayayadiyah amarav ha'ola ola rishonah that's the first ola that goes the daily ola has to be the first thing on the mizbeach you can't put the musaf on before the ola so Amar Leh, so what Rava answered him, I wasn't working on the word Milvad. The word Milvad can go either way. Milvad can be an aside, can be a side means it came first, or Milvad can mean it came after. It depends on the context. But here I'm saying Milvad, look at the words, it's a Milvad Ela Kippurim Asher Yechaper Bo. Aside from the, 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 the ram that you will get Kapora with. It's Mashma, you haven't got Kapora yet. So obviously what does it mean in the Pasuk? It means the money is given first before the animal that you're still going to get kapara with. That's the, the key, the focus on how do I know the money comes first. It's only not the words milvad. It's from Asher Yechat Berbo that you still will get kapara with. So I know that the animal hasn't been brought. That's how I know it from. Whereas Amalei Anam, Asher Yechat Berbo Nafkalei, that I'm learning it out, I'm deriving it from the words Asher Yechat because I died in Lokibra, it's much the kapara wasn't yet because you hadn't brought the animal. That's how I know the money is given before, not from the word milvad. All right. Nazim was a Karen, so he said like this. 
is that when you gave, so you said, if you gave the Karen and then you gave the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, they brought the carbon. Even if you haven't given the Chomish yet, it's okay, because the Chomish is not Ma'akim. Says the Gemara, we have a very similar aloha, Legabe, the laws of Me'ila. Me'ila is a person misappropriates something that belongs to the base on Migdash. You went and used something that belongs to the base on Migdash, you got benefit from, so you have to do the same thing. You have to bring a, pay the Karen, the principle of the misappropriation. You have to add a Chomish. And you also have to bring a carbon. And the same halachas apply. It has to be the money first, then the carbon, and the chomesh is not ma'akav. So we're going to compare the two halachas, the one by Gezel Ager, uh, uh, and, and, uh, that, that, that the order, which is the same order, which is goes by the, the laws of me'ilah, when you misappropriate something that belongs to the base of Mikdash. So it says it more like this. Tan Rabban, we learned in the Bryce, Menayim, from where do I know? Shimhevi me'iloso, that, uh, that if you brought the me'ilah, the me'ilah means the misappropriated item, the money. Velo hevi ashomo, and you have not yet brought uh, no, and maybe on the other way around. I'm sorry. The, the, the which one is which one is which in this case? You know, Meila is the Karen. Yeah, I was right, right. And you didn't bring the carbon yet, or Ashamo, or you brought the carbon. That you're not Yod. That means you have to bring both in order to get the Talmud Lomar. The way they were dashing, you have to bring the ayil, you have to bring the animal, and the asham. Asham we're going to see, like we learned over here, it means the principle. You have to bring the ayil and the asham, and only then is it the nislach lo, do you get kapora. Minayin, how do I know? Shimhevi ashama achalohevi me'iloso shalo yotso. That if you first brought the asham, the carbon, before you brought the actual yeah, money that you, the principle that you misappropriate, that you would not be yo, it's a Talmud Lamar, it says, Be'el Ha'asham, the ayel is first, and, uh, I'm not sorry, that's not correct, the ayel Ha'asham, the ayel that comes, once the Asham was brought, Be'el Ha'asham, the ayel that can be brought, why can it be brought? Because of the Asham, Ha'asham, Be'el Ha'asham, Be'el Be'el ha'asham, ha'asham be'kvar. means the asham that was already brought. It's the ayel that comes because of the asham. The asham facilitated that the ayel can be brought. Now, changing back and forth. The, the word is very, compl- very complicated. You have to just know which one is referring to which. But when you see the word ayel next to asham, you know the asham is referring to principle. That's, what, that's, the, that's how you know it. Now, yoho, now you might think, so you might think just as you need both of the ayel and the asham, the carbon and the principle, to be yotze, to get kaporo. So, chomish ma'akiv, maybe chomish also by me'ila will be ma'akiv. Tamud loma, it's mash ve'el ha'asham in Yisrachlo. The only two entities that are needed for the Slicha is the ayel that comes because of the principle, but you see, you don't doesn't mention anything about that the chomish. Ayel v'ashem akvin behegdish ve'ain chomish ma'akiv. Now the yilman hegdish mehedyot. Now that we have similar halachas by hegdish to the similar halachas by hegdish, hegdish is where you steal something that's not kodesh. That's the case of gezel ager. So we can learn out the two. There's an analogy that some of the things that apply by hegdish will apply to the case of hegdish, the case of gezel ager, and some of the things that apply by gezel ager you will apply to the case of meila. So now, so yilman hegdish mehedyot, mehedyot mehegdish. 
What are we learning one from the other? Hegdish mehedyot. What are you learning out from the, by Hegdish from Hedyot? That the word Asham, because where did we learn that the word Asham meant principle? We brought a proof by Gezlager. We had a proof over there that it said the word Asham aside from the Eila Kippurim. So by Asham, we knew that Asham, the word Asham can mean principle. So once you know the word Asham can mean principle by Gezel Hager, that also teaches us that when it says the Eila Asham, by Meila, that the word Asham there refers to principle. Ma'asham the Haslam Karen, just as by Kezal Garrett means the Karen the principle, Av Asham means Karen means principle. The Hedyot Mehedish, and there's laws by Kezal Garrett that are learned from Meila. Just as we showed from the Psukim that the Chomesh is not Ma'akev by the laws of Me'ilah, you can bring it later on. I've had Yotz, and then you can apply the same thing. We don't have a Psukim for it, but you'll apply the same thing. I've had Yotnami, ain't Chomesh Ma'akev. The Chomesh is not Ma'akev in the case of uh, Hedyot, in the case of Gezal Ger as well. Hadron Allah Gozal Eitzim, Hadron Allah Gozal Eitzim, Hadron Allah Gozal Eitzim.